Welcome to Pitch Talks. All right, bro. So a little bit different. Starting off here, um, we should be doing this from the beginning. Um, um, welcome everybody to Pitch Talks. Uh, I'm Drew. I'm your host, and um, my partner in crime is Dre. <laughs> Yeah, I ain't gonna join you in the crime, but I'm here. I'm here doing well. <laughs> blessed, blessed and highly favored. You know, I'm gonna just stay away from the crime so you can have somebody to bail you out, you know? <laughs> I, mean, I need a dry getaway driver, that type of thing. Nah, nah, the getaway, getaway driver going to jail too. Like, I'm gonna I'm be, I'm be behind the scenes bailing you out. I got you. <laughs> I'll set up an Uber, man. It'll be legit. You, you set up Uber. <laughs> you I don't even it. like driving as I don't even like driving as it is. So I'm definitely not gonna be a getaway driver. Come on now. Right. <laughs> All right, man. So yeah, life is uh pretty good, man. Um, things are falling in place. Hopefully, a couple of things will I'll make a couple more steps in the near future, and things will all be Gucci. No complaints on this end as well. So, let's get into our first game, bro. It is Liverpool versus Aston Villa. Okay, okay. Interesting uh, points going into this one, obviously. Uh, if you follow football or soccer, whatever you want to call it, for a little bit, uh, Steven Gerrard is the coach of Aston Villa now, and he is probably the most well-known Liverpool player ever. So um, I didn't really pay attention to what they did for him before the game or if they cheered for him or whatnot. But, of course, when the game starts, business is business. So. Uh, Liverpool came out like they usually do with their intensity and created a lot of chances, I would say. But it was obviously interesting to see Gerard, who's had real good success at Rangers, um, come in and he's been playing. He, he's had his team playing pretty well, but obviously Liverpool's like it's a whole different test than what he's been playing recently. Um, I would say like. Early on in the game, uh, Salah was being Mo Salah. <laughs> he, he was cooking. There ain't no way, nowhere else to say it. He had a really nice pass to uh, Mane early on in the game. It looked like it could have been a penalty. Seven minutes um, nothing in. Was, well, nothing was called. Yeah, seven minutes in. Nothing was called, but he's just – I don't know. We talk about him every week, man, but – you can't say enough about him. Like, dude's, dude's just top, top player. Like, I don't know what else to say because that was a beautiful pass. And then uh, not too long after that, yep. somebody played a ball to him, and he uh, kind of dummied it and let yep, – he let, he let Trent take a shot. And I think his shot went wide. But it's just like you're just watching Salah, and you're just expecting something – excellent to happen like every game like you can't go a whole game without this dude just doing something special 
What do you think about it, Drew? Yeah. yeah so <laughs> the fake, the fake shot, uh, let it go. That I mean, that he was in his bag. Um, actually, <laughs> Roma does that. Uh, Lukaku does that actually a lot. But he's actually really, really good at doing that. Um, mm-hmm. um, you see that in his international play, at least. Uh, you see him doing that. Like, <laughs> it's just a. It's one of those plays that you just like. I don't know. You just gotta shake your head because he, he just knew somebody was behind him. It's like with behind the back type of pass. You know, it's not something you will see ever see like in the NBA or anything like that. So it's it's unique mm-hmm. to soccer. So it's it's a. And and when it's executed like that, it's just brilliant. The dude, he got a good shot too. Like it was so, it was it was it was beautiful. Um, and Salah the whole game was showing why he's different, and you'll see later on in this match uh, why uh, he ends up being basically the difference. Yep, yep. Um, another note I had was uh, Trent had a really good cross, and it led to like a header, and then. Emmy Martinez had a save. Emmy Martinez had a really good game. Balled out. Um, yeah, he he balled out. Yeah, he was he was balling out. My my younger brother, crazy enough, is a is a Via fan because he was a huge Jack Grealish fan. But he he was on some burn Jack Grealish jersey type stuff when he left and went to City. So so he 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 got mixed feelings right now <laughs> about Via. But he was he was hype about his goalie. He kept he kept texting me saying, "Yeah, this dude can't be beat." Um. So I think that's my notes from the first half. Moving on to the second half, I think from a corner, Van Dyke gets a clean header, pretty much by himself. Martinez makes another save. I think I think those like reaction saves, like I think announcers kind of like don't give them enough credit. It's like any to me, anytime like you're saving like a header or a deflected shot in a box, like that takes a lot of skill because it's like the ball's coming one way and you gotta react to how it's gonna get hit afterwards. And I I feel like that's not easy. I would be terrible at goalie, first off. I'm gonna just throw that out there. Uh because there's no way I would be able nah. First off, I don't want to get kicked yeah. <laughs> by the ball. Like I, I'll play, I'll play defense so I can throw a leg at it or something. But like I don't want to. Nah, nah. I, I just would be a terrible goalie. So when a goalie's make a save like that, I'm always giving them credit because it's it's good reflexes, good positioning, and they get enough on it to like push it over the bar. You know what I mean? So another good save. I ain't gonna say it was outrageous save, but it's another good save. Um. A little later on in the second half, Drew kind of so mentioned this. A quick note, so a quick yep. note for this. Um, okay. This is, a, this is a random little thing. Okay. Every time I see that dude Van Dyke, uh, I, he's frightening. He is a frightening looking individual. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I would not want to rest. I don't know what it is. That dude. Nah, dude. He looks it's, extremely dangerous. He looks like a murderer. <laughs> It's funny though because it's like he got a pony. He got a ponytail, you know. Yeah. You feel like you should be intimidated by somebody with a ponytail, but nah, he he, he does look like an absolute killer out there. It's crazy because I think a lot of people hype him up and call him one of the best defenders ever and everything like that. And there was a rumor I think going around that he wore aftershave, and they would say this dude would get through the game locking you up. 
and he would smell like the freshest dude out there while he was doing it. <laughs> like also, that's a joke. Super large. He's actually a super large dude too. Like that's a. It's probably another reason why he looks so intimidating. But he also like never is smiling. Always looks got a scowl in his face. Oh yeah, he he's serious during the game. He'll smile after the game and make jokes and whatnot with his team. But yeah, dude, yeah, dude is cool. dude is serious. Dude's serious. He he bowed his business out there on the field. He's a John Wick character, man. <laughs> anyway, all right. Oh, no, oh, no. Back to the uh, – go ahead. We can talk about Salas. Before we get a little too distracted. So, um, okay, so this is uh, – I have to watch this back a couple times to see how much credit I get to Salah because he, he did get Ming's off balance, which was the problem. And to me, like, watching this – a couple of times I'm like, okay, Mings is literally just clumsy. And it's it's solid as responsible for getting him off balance with his dribbling, but I'm like, it didn't seem like elite dribbling or something like real special. I feel like he just made a move and Mings just couldn't keep up. And he just clumsily like kind of fell into him and fouled yeah. him. And when you watch it, it's a foul. It's a foul. I mean, because he can't, because he can't keep question. his balance with Mings all over him. But he to me, it's a foul. He couldn't <laughs> keep his balance because he fell on the ground, and he was pushing. First of all, he was pushing dude in the back, and then lost, like slipped off of pushing him, and then um, basically like <laughs> tripped himself over the guy's leg because he was off balance. Like it, it was. I mean, I guess it's a foul because the player's leg is like. Cutting your your, I mean, your, you have a direct line to the, you know, to the goal. So I guess he's cutting you off. But you could avoid. He could have avoided mm-hmm. his leg. Salah just took a dive there, and and if that's a penalty, then tell me how the hell that Mane plays on a penalty. Like, like, come on, like, it's you know, we're not gonna get into the the that. Yeah, just, yeah. I I just feel like I feel like there was a lot more contact on this one because, I I mean I think. I think Mings is at fault because he's just clumsy. Like his footwork, he's just off balance. You know, it just feels like he falls into him. And Salah can't avoid him, but it's really not his job to avoid him. Like, unfortunately, it's the defender's job to avoid that contact. So, I mean, it's it's tough. Penalties are so, so debatable, man. You can debate them forever. And there was a lot of penalties this weekend, <laughs> this weekend. But, but um, I mean, I guess props to Aston Villa though, because they had a penalty shot of their own later in the game, and it didn't go their way. I think it was kind of questionable if it was a penalty or not, though. So like, I don't feel too bad for them. But I mean, a one-nil loss to Liverpool ain't the end of the world. You know, you didn't get battered, you didn't give up three or four goals. They defended all right. Really, the goalkeeper played really well. So, shout out to them for staying with Liverpool and trying to take some points from them to help Chelsea out because City don't look like they need the help right now. Um, But, yeah, I want to say even though they played well, I think this just wasn't one of Liverpool's best games because I think Salah had a couple breaks where you would expect him to do a little better. And um, I think he, yeah, he, I don't think he, I don't know. He wasn't as like just clinical as he usually is, is what they always say. Like he, 
he had a break where he should have shot, and I think he just hesitated and didn't shoot, and he had another opportunity to play Jata in, and he didn't play the pass. It kind of got deflected off of him, and I was like, okay, Salah just – he wasn't sharp. Like, he still won him the game because he won the penalty and scored the penalty, but he just wasn't – he didn't have his best game, but Salah he still, still won him the game, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was still a yeah. defense the whole game. He he wasn't yeah. the person that was lacking this game. Trent was quiet <coughs> most of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mane didn't do much. Um, yeah, it's yeah. it's except for a couple moments here and there. Um, Jata um, you know, has his ups and downs. So it's it just yeah. if Trent was more involved in this game, this probably would have been a a two zero type of thing. But I just feel like when Trent's not falling out of control, you know, they they can be they they can fall into some spells because they just rely on Salah to make things happen. Yeah, he Trent, did make Trent's definitely like their most. He's definitely like their most creative player. So when he's not there, they struggle to create, and it's just kind of like all on Salah. So you're right. You're yep. right. I got uh, Salah as my man of the match. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's all—he's always the most dangerous player. And since nobody really stood out, and we only had one goal, and it was a penalty, I think that's fair. I mean, I guess if I can pick one from the losing team, I'd say Martinez because he had a good game. So I'll go with Martinez because right. he gave them a shot. He gave him a shot. Yeah, he yeah. They couldn't score a goal, but he gave them a shot. Stay in. You know, it was an unlikely close game so or mm-hmm. even though you know they did dominate at, at times liverpool did yeah yeah they definitely... at the end of this game there was they had zero shots on target i guess like i believe <laughs> yeah and it, it's one because it could have easily been three or four if they were just better at finishing so i give via credit but it's more martinez just made a couple good saves and they just didn't have their best day but they still won, which is all that really matters. All right. Any other thoughts on this? We can move to the next next one. Not really, man. Penalties. Penalties. <laughs> all right. So the next game is we're going to go through my boys. Um, so I'll kick this one off here. Um, KDB is um, sitting. Foden is on the bench. So, oh, Edison again is trying to get his hundredth Premier League sheet. Um, Sterling's coming in and trying to get his hundredth uh, Premier League goal. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of storylines there. For the opponent, not a whole lot to say about them. Um, I, mean, I guess you can say whatever you want to say about them. <coughs> Initial thoughts. Um, I mean, I like I like that they went back to uh, Jimenez and Traore because I think a couple of years ago that was their two players that kind of set them apart. Um, and they've always played well against City with those two players, but uh, wasn't exactly the case this time around. Wasn't exactly the case this time around. I'll let you keep going if you want to. <laughs> yeah. So 
Um, speaking of Jimenez, he so this is a decent game all around. We're we're not like playing too crazy, but we always have these type of moments where we're not scoring a lot because dudes are not in. So, like I mentioned, Foden's not in. To start this game, KDB's a bench player in this game. So we're just a different team without Foden. And I've been saying that over and over again. We're just, we're a great team, but we're a special team when we have Foden. And um, that's just just what it's going to be until someone else steps up. Um, But someone has been stepping up lately. And so uh, Jimenez gets a red. And it's just one of those stupid plays where, I I mean, you already got the yellow, and then you stand three feet away from the ball and block and block the pass. It's just one of those, like, man, this dude, he just didn't want to play that today, that day or whatever. I don't, I don't know. It's one of those boneheaded crazy plays. It's like, man. Yeah, he, he really, he really did just have a boneheaded play, you know, because I, I got so much respect for that dude. Like, I, I think he's a great player. He came back from his injury, but Duke just lost his mind for a second and just wasn't thinking. Just was not thinking. I mean, it's, you got to send him off for that, sadly. Like, everybody knew, too. They were like, yeah, he's, he's off, man. Like, he's, he just clowned. Like, yeah, but he... I'm gonna let you keep going on. The City, yellow was really, questionable. He really cost him. I would say that the yellow was questionable. I mean, because that really was just yeah. a play on type of thing. But you know yeah. the rules, but you know you can't block the free <laughs> kick, bro. Like you know the rules, so it's yeah. who knows. I don't understand how you just block, you know, blank out, and then not know that you know you're gonna get kicked off because there's no way he. You know, intentionally got himself kicked off like that. He 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 was acting nah, shocked. He, to like, oh, he no, I can't do that. It it was. I think he was just like. I don't know if it was like an emotional reaction or what exactly it was, but I think it's almost like okay, he was frustrated that he got a yellow and just lost his head for a second, and that's all it took. You know what I mean? Like he just wasn't focused for that second because if he was focused he would have known yeah i can't do anything ridiculous because i got a yellow card you know but at the same time what he did like a lot of times if the referees aren't on it sometimes they, don't they won't even they won't even they won't even give a yellow for that they'll just be like okay re-kick it like you just kicked it into the player re-kick it you know what i mean like they'll let him get away with it but the referee was on it, had just gave him a yellow. He didn't like that he gave him a yellow. So then he did that and he was like, all right, bro, pack your bags. <laughs> if you get that because you're frustrated, fine. But you get that literally right after you get a yellow. It's, it's... Yeah, he, he played man, wolves, man. He played them. <laughs> yeah, I'm thankful, obviously. Um, so we don't score in the <laughs> Come back. Questionable penalty at the 65-minute mark on a silver shot attempt. Um, I guess you could comment on that one. Uh, I was thankful for it, but it was questionable. Yep, yep, no doubt, no doubt. I don't, I don't know. 
I mean, if that happened against City, you would just be like, really? That's a penalty. But if it happens for you, you're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's keep going. It's, it's just it's just one of those. Like, he didn't... When I was watching it, though, like, even being a Chelsea fan and not wanting City to win, I was like, okay. So it hits him under his arm, but it looks like it kind of bounces up and hits him. Like, it looks like it hits his underarm like his armpit and then it looks like it kind of bounces up and hits his actual like arm um and i'm like okay i could see that being called a penalty because he does if it hits his arm even if he doesn't do it intentionally it it's still going. stopping the ball yeah it's, yeah it's, it's stopping the ball from like going where it should be going so like the whole armpit thing that could be part of the, like the chest or whatnot but i feel like it bounces down and hits his arm after that so i was like sucks to suck but it's like i mean it is what it is like Like, if you ever watch tiago silva play tennis like when he goes in for a block his arms are behind his back he is not trying to get a handball and it's hard to balance yourself that way but he's like forget it man i'd rather you get the shot past me than for me to get a handball and sometimes defenders got to think that way like they just got to by any means necessary, get get their arms out of the way so there's not in question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Obviously, I'm happy with the call because I went my way. But when I watched mm-hmm. the replay, but what I saw with the ball hit is the ball. I mean, the ball hit the side of his, you know, like basically, you know, side of his body. Like it wasn't. It didn't hit. It didn't hit at all on his arm. It looked like it just hit the side of his body and then uh, deflected off. But it had the potential of hitting his, you know, hitting the bottom of his arm. So I think, yeah, because yeah. of the potential there, the referee just kept with, with the call. Nah, see, see, that's a that's the thing. Like, if if that's what you saw and if that's what happened, then yeah, it's a, it's just a bad call because it if it's the side of his body, you play on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. So yeah. Yeah, I I didn't think it was a penalty, but I was happy. Yeah. Obviously. Um, Sterling <laughs> scores on the penalty. Um, they they get him in time for an early goal. That was good. Stay he has stayed in form and not a whole lot to say there. Um, right after that, Grealish is supposed to score. Easy freaking goal. I don't know how the hell he doesn't score. It's like man, I wrote W W T F as well. I I actually I I mentioned that actually because. In my notes, because I think he missed another chance like early on, and I was like, Grealish is just not having a game. <laughs> He's just not having a game, man. Yeah. But it is what it is. It's like it's finishing is crazy. Like finishing is not really his game. Like he's more of a creative player, so it's something he got to work on. Got to get in the lab. <laughs> yeah, no, he looked actually pretty good today. So, mm-hmm. or not today. Um, during the Leeds game, so. Yep, yep, he did. He did. I was gonna mention that. I'm like, he looked he looked a little better. So maybe maybe knocking off the rust. Yeah, so uh KDB comes in on a seven three minute mark for Grealish. Immediately immediately has an impact and he's carried on to this his his match uh, this week with the I think he had two goals and assists or something. Um KDB's in excellent form um, now, and Pep did the right job of easing him in. 
So I feel good about where KDB's at. I was worried for a while, health-wise, but he looks like he's getting healthy. He's getting right. He was, he was even playing a little bit of defense um, the other day. So very, very happy with what I saw. Um, Kilman, um, I got to know here, stop and go after goal. Um, I'm not even sure how you understand my own note there. Um, yeah, I think it was uh, I think it was Cody a couple times too. But yeah, they, I I had a note that in reality, like thinking about it, obviously they're playing Man City, who's probably the best attacking team in the Premier League. Like, I don't know, maybe maybe Liverpool, but they're they're right there. You know what I mean? And I'm like, they're defending them well for having ten players. So I'm like. Jimenez really, like, I'm not going to say they would have got a point with Jimenez, but they would have had a better chance. Like, he really messed it up for his team because they, they defended pretty well with their 10 men. They did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Kilman had a couple of chances. He did, yeah. So that was basically my note. But he was playing great defense. Um, super annoying. Uh, but, yeah, he was great. That is basically all I had for this game. Obviously, I'd like a bigger, you know, bigger lead or a bigger win, but I'm happy with the three points. We're on top of the league. Um, no complaints here. We, are, we look good. Um, Silva had one of those weird games, too, where he was super crazy good at the beginning, and then he kind of fell off. It was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody looked good uh, besides Grealish, pretty much. And Hayes. <laughs> um, but I was good. It was ha- happy to see Laporte um, actually have a solid game, no mistakes. Um, I always love it when we're playing Zachenko. Um, so obviously, I want Foden playing more, but he played um, earlier this week. So obviously, uh, just resting him when he can. Um, so I feel good. Yeah, Sterling man in the match. Gotta, Sterling man in the match. Yeah, I got to give credit to – I just want to give credit to Wolves for putting up a good fight this game, especially having 10 men. Um, I think in the first half, they really set it up for themselves, and the only thing that blew it was Jimenez because Adama, even though he didn't see the ball that, that much, he had he, – uh, he basically got – two yellow cards on city so i'm like two yellow cards on two city players like going into the second half like he really put them in a good spot to where okay those two players at least can't just take him down when he goes on a break and that's where he's most dangerous on a break so i think wolves really played i mean like for 45 minutes i can't you're not gonna say they outplayed city but they played really well against city um, for for who they are and for who City are. So I'll give them credit. Um, I think their goalie had a really good game. Adama had a really good first half. And, I mean, they held him to one goal and it was the penalty. So it's and, like you got to give you got to give them a little bit of credit. They didn't had, have nearly as many chances. but we, did, we had 24 shots in this game, 10 on target. They only scored one goal. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, only scored one goal. But – I mean, I think the chances would have been down a little bit more if they had 11 players for the full game. 
And yeah, but yeah, you got to you got to say good goalkeeping. And sometimes I don't know. Sometimes good defending is letting them have shots in certain areas. You know what I mean? As long as they're taking shots from bad areas, then it's still good defense. If you're getting consistent shots, like in the box in front of the goal, you're gonna score a ton of goals. So, so yeah, I'll give I'll give them credit for fighting in that game. But Man City, as we've seen after this last game, they are they are they are tough. They are tough, and if you mess up against them. They could pound you for five goals <laughs> like it's nothing. But, yeah, let's move on. I'm tired of talking about City. <laughs> All right, man, great. We got a perfect time for break because we, we're at the end of the Lakers game. So we're we at we break right now. We're at the largest air ball. <laughs> largest air ball of three. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. So now, so now we're going to get into our random topic for this episode, and it is our initial thoughts um, based off how things have been going in sports this season. Um, this is a hot topic pretty much every week is um, refereeing and replay and how games are being officiated in sports. Um, I guess I'll start off commenting that, you know, this year in the NBA, the referee has been great. Um, the letting players um, show some, like, you know, aggressiveness and hand check a little bit. Looking to get away with fouling and just a little bit of grabbing and stuff like that. Just instead of calling them a little, you know, itty-bitty crap. And, and players like James Harden that just – don't even make basketball plays and just grab people. All that crap is going to A lot of players are complaining. I don't want to hear it. Don't care. It's better. Everything is much better. So that's what my thoughts on, on, on the basketball aspect of it. Um, you can go with your first score. You know, okay. Uh, well, I guess I'll kind of, I guess kind of piggyback off of that because Part of the reason I stopped watching so much basketball is the Pistons have been terrible. So that was one good reason. Um, the super teams that people started creating was just boring to me. Like, I didn't want to see Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, and Curry on the same team. I didn't want to see that. Like, I didn't want to see it. So that kind of stuff. And another reason was the officiating because – people got superstar calls and like, there was no doubt about it. Like LeBron James doesn't have to get hit as hard as, let me see. I don't know. I don't want to say Jimmy Butler cause he get a lot of calls too. Like, I don't know, Steve Blake don't play, but Steve Blake ain't getting the same calls that LeBron's getting when he's going to the rim. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just not, it's just not happening. Like LeBron's gonna get the whistle because he's LeBron James. It's as simple as that. 
And that's frustrating to watch, like from an officiating standpoint. And, but it, but it happens, you know what I mean? Like James Harden, how many free throw attempts did he attempt every game? Probably like nine or 10. And it's like, not all of those are fouls. It's just, oh, it's James Harden. He's going to the basket. I'm gonna blow the whistle. Um, so that's what I think about basketball officiating and whatnot. But in soccer, in the, in the, the bar stuff that's going on, I just think it's frustrating because I mean, I think it's good that we have the, like the, the replay to catch fouls and catch stuff that the officials didn't see. But I just think it's frustrating to see like once VAR gets involved, we for the most part like know the outcome. So like for example, if someone gets fouled in the box and the referee doesn't call it a foul, if VAR gets involved and says comes and and says come look at it, like ninety nine point nine percent of the time, it's gonna get changed to what you know what I mean. Does that make any sense? Yeah, because like, the announcers will always they always yeah, say yeah. So the announcers the announcers the announcers automatically like oh well he told him to come look at it so yeah, it's you know what that means you yeah. know what that means you yeah. know and I think I don't know if it's like a kind of like oh yeah. uh since this referee saw it on video and thought it was a foul, yeah, it's, I mean, it's probably a foul kind of thing. Like, I want to see one go the other way where, like, nah, man, this wasn't a foul. I saw it exactly how I saw it. It, it like, sped up. It wasn't a foul then. I'm watching the video. Still not a foul. You know what I mean? I'm trying to see somebody stick with their call. But that never happens. Yeah, that never like, happens. I think I've seen it once or twice this year where the, okay. guy, the guy went to the and he just like, nah. It's, and he's still just, yeah, see, I've never, I've never, so, I've never yeah. seen them disagree with the VAR call, basically. I, I haven't seen that yet. You know what's basically weird <laughs> about it is um, it's like I made this call and then someone upstairs goes over and reviews it. And then mm-hmm. oh now it's it's back to beat it like to like what was the yeah. whole point of giving it to the people in VAR if if you're just gonna go make your own decision anyway you know it's kind yeah. of like, what is the point of just VAR should be the people overriding the referee it shouldn't be on the the in the referee he's gonna mostly he's gonna agree yeah. to his own call like what but it, what and, it, and it's and it's tough though because like um, there was a situation where it was one of the penalties this week. That uh, like the the Jao Matinho, the, the penalty for City, right? That one was called on the field. The referee called that on the field. Right. If if the referee didn't call that on the field, VAR would not have called that a penalty. Yeah. I guarantee you, VAR would not have called it a penalty. So stuff well, like that gets to me because I'm like, okay, so at some time, sometimes the referee has all the power. Sometimes the VAR has all the power. Like it's really it's really strange, man. It's like uh, it's just, I don't know. It's just something to, that just bugs me because the referee, if they were like, Ooh, I don't know if that was a penalty, it wouldn't have been a penalty. Like VAR would not have overturned it. But since the referee called that a penalty, VAR for the most part, doesn't like to overturn the referee. <laughs> yeah. And VAR- clear and obvious is the ver- verbiage, my bad, but yeah. <laughs> And, but to us, it, it looks clear and obvious. You know what I'm saying? Because like, yeah. It, so sometimes I just wonder, maybe they just got a different copy of. of the, <laughs> it, you just wonder. They're not watching. They're not watching the same highlight that we watch. They got a different copy, the different angles or, or something. 
because there's no way you looked at that and saw something that I, I I saw and what I see it's pretty clear as day in my opinion. So yeah, like, I don't yeah. know. Um, and I just don't understand the the whole concept of giving it to VAR to then throw it back to the referee. So like it's not on me. Like that's what the VI the guy in VAR is like. Hey, look, I don't know about that call. You might want to look at it. <laughs> so he's basically telling you. You know what? I see it this other way, but yeah. it ain't on me. So go look at it. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, that's that's kind yeah. of whatever. It's weird. And then the whole the, the, the offsides guys with like there has to be a better way to do this. It's yeah. It can't. It can't be like this. It can't be that this guy yeah. takes out behind and who's offsides. I kind of. It had to be a better way to, to do To me, it. well, I mean, the offside rule, I understand it. But I think I think the premise of it is just to not allow the attacker to get an advantage by being, like, way in front of the defenders. You know what I mean? Oh, no, I so when the they, so when So when they get down to, like, the lines and stuff like that, I'm like, it doesn't, like, in my head, I'm like, your big toe being ahead of some defenders, like, back heel is not a clear advantage so sometimes i'm just like man it's cool that they have these offside like bar reviews and stuff like that sometimes i'm like yeah y'all it's basic and y'all are y'all killing this game an amazing goal but it was inches offside so you take it away <laughs> and and we're just supposed because to because that's not to me if, to me if they're inches offside yeah yeah, that's true. That? We just all just trusted that that line is, is accurate. Yeah, just yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is a. They have this great technology. It's a computer it's line, bro. Line. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> like, come on, man. Yeah. That line could be way yeah. off. The fields are not perfectly yeah. symmetrical. Where and if it's could... to to me, oh, man, because to me, defenders have a strategy of trying to play you offside sometimes and stepping up and making you offside, and they should, and it's smart to play that way. But to me, if it's that close. They didn't do a good job defending. So it's like, why are we rewarding them? Because I'm inches off sides. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Refereeing. I mean, they're they're just about ready to take referees out of soccer for real. For real. For real. Like, you <laughs> might as well just take them out. Those dudes with the flag always cut me up. Because you're 10 yards, you're 10 yards behind the play. How do you how you how you know he was offside? How, how do you know, really? And yeah, they've been getting it right too for the most part. They yeah. back. I'd be like, I don't know how y'all there has to be a better way to do this, but I don't know how the hell they training y'all. But I guess as a referee, you could speak on that. But I have no idea how y'all could tell who that, that dude was offside. It's like from yeah. hard to play. Like, yeah, it's just experience, and they they have to be able to keep that angle because otherwise they can't see everything too. They have to play it at an angle like that. But when when I did refereeing and in college for it like we didn't have offsides and if we did i would be terrible like i wouldn't <laughs> i wouldn't get that job but but i don't know i get i can see but but it's weird now because their training doesn't have to be that great because if it's obvious they call it if it's not obvious they just leave their flag down and it goes to bar oh yeah the so whole, their job's easier now oh, so it don't whole, even matter yeah the whole they gotta be they gotta be blatantly obvious yeah even and when people get so frustrated obvious, like, you know they, they still hesitate <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. They still hesitate. They're like, you know what? I just want to watch and see if they score. And then I'll throw my flag up. That part is just like, that that bothers as a fan. um, And I think they talked about this on my own podcast. Uh, Mm -hmm. As a fan, it's hard to like, to like, Root for a goal when it happens in, in real time. Yeah, because you Cause never know. That yes. play that's gonna ruin you always, that bro. You always <laughs> worried that is. Oh, there's that dude was probably offsides five minutes ago, so they're gonna call it back for that. Oh, there was probably a foul leading up to that, so it's probably gonna call it back for that. Yeah, man, it's it's hard. It's hard to get. That's what killed us. Like it's it's better this year. Vars better this year than it was last year for sure. Um. But the first year we had it, yeah, you couldn't even celebrate the goals, bro, until like way after. Like you gotta wait like three minutes <laughs> so that you don't look like a clown when they call the goal back. <laughs> it's just like an NFL touchdown, and y'all just it is and don't celebrate, and there's some little yellow handkerchief. 50, 60 yards behind the play, <laughs> and nobody saw. And the players take it, you know, take it back. And you're that's, like, man, we did, a, I did that a, whole celebration. Right. None of this shit matters. It didn't count. Flag, flag <laughs> on the play. Never flag happened. On the play. Yep. <laughs> Never happened. Yeah, I don't know. It's there's got to be a better way to do this. This, 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 this crap, man. Oh hell yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Lake Show. Anyway. <laughs> kind of look like we take it over and over time. Hopefully we can uh, finish this one off. Um, but no, like I was saying, um, there's got to be a better way to do this. Um, technology would chip be like we're still doing this stupidness with the with the with the. Uh, it's always crashing me up the uh, first down marker with the chains. Like, how are we in 2021? We still using chain links? We're still carrying them, right? We still got people carrying them. Yeah. Chain links. Like y'all just trying to keep jobs. This is all about yeah, yeah. Away job security. Yeah, yeah, straight up. Because and then this little 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 yeah. Because I mean, because they have the first down. Because they have the they have the yellow lines on the field, bro. Like we know it's a first down or not before. Like if we're watching it at home, you know if it's a first down or not because they got the whole line. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's. And then we we always gotta and then well, some some of the uh, stations don't do it anymore like do the yellow line anymore. So, oh really? Yeah. So sometimes you, you can't even tell where the first down is. But as a fan, it's super frustrating because I you're telling me that my whole weekend is ruined because you know there's that extra chain link on that uh on that chain <laughs> of that ball you spotted that could have been a half a yard off of where it should have you know been because you're pulling people out of piles. And doing this guesswork on where on where the mm. ball, how far the ball went, like it's it's, it's kind of ridiculous. So I, it actually reminds me of a play. Uh, it's like a week or Sunday ago where uh, uh, what's his name from the Patriots, the Patriots quarterback. He he does this uh, run, and you were talking about the yellow line, and he yep. slides like three yards before the yellow line, gets up, starts pointing first down. It looks so ridiculous on TV. It's like dude, you're three yards, three yards behind the first out. Like you have no idea. You, you look really ridiculous right now. Bro. 
<laughs> it was hilarious, bro. I was crying laughing. Oh, that's so funny. He really slid three yards before the first down and then got up, started celebrating. I was crying, bro. It was, it was, so that yellow line kind of hurts. It makes the players look it's really bad. If, if it, it makes them look really <laughs> bad if they if they do something like that. Like, that's funny. No spatial awareness. So anyway, that's hilarious. That, that play. Oh man, you gotta go look it up. Quarterback for the uh, Patriots. Uh, what's his name? Um, Is it Jones? Mac Jones? Yeah, Matt Jones. Yeah, you you gotta go. Like, just I, if you Google Matt Jones, not not getting first down, it'll probably pop up first thing. You know, something like that. It's hilarious, but it yeah, it's when the yellow line. You know, these clowns are not just banking a three. Unbelievable. <laughs> On a double overtime looks like god damn it. I cannot believe they just banged it. <laughs> All right. So any other thoughts on the referee? No, nah, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much what I got. I mean, it's just soccer's the sport that I watch the most, so I got the most to say about some ridiculous stuff that happens and just just the decisions. Like I don't I don't know. Sometimes I don't know. I, I I never really played the sport. Maybe that would help me a little bit more. But ooh, oh shoot. Okay, never mind. Um, I'm getting distracted by the game too. But anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's all I had. So we can move on to the the next our next game. Unbelievable. Let's do it. Let's do it. Cannot believe that crap. All right. <laughs> the next cry. Uh, this is a uh, Crystal Palace, right? Everton and um, yeah, Crystal Palace. Um. So, just to get this out of the way. Um. First thing first for me, and that's the only thing I'll say to start this off. Um, Gallagher is just a super exciting player to watch. Period. He's like one of my favorite players to watch in the whole league. Um, crazy talented, um, good size, um, great athlete, um, super skilled. Um, takes a lot of chances too. And just yep, yep, yep. exciting, just exciting to watch. I am, um, I'm glad you mentioned him because. He, he's a Chelsea boy. Um, so hopefully, especially with how many injuries we have in the midfield, I wouldn't be surprised if he got a call in January to come back because, yeah, we, we can't keep a healthy midfield. And there's some players that I think that are playing themselves out of the rotation at this point. Uh, for Chelsea, but we're we going to talk about that a little later. Crazy, um, crazy deep. And it's just like, and you got this dude out there on own. We we are we are crazy deep as a team, but there's some players that are getting exposed at the moment with these injuries that we have that usually play like sub minutes, and they're trying to go for like ninety minutes, and they're getting exposed. They really are. Um, but anyway, for this from this game, um, I gotta say both teams I really enjoy. And I mean, I'm a I'm a Premier League head, so I like Premier League games regardless of who's playing. But these two teams I really enjoy watching this year. Um, 
I've been hyping up Everton the whole season, even though they've been terrible. But I, I still want to put that on injuries. Like they can't get a full healthy team. And they're not as deep as other teams to where they can afford to not have a full healthy team. Um, but yeah, early on, Crystal Palace had a couple good linking passes. I think Gallagher was involved. He was involved pretty much the whole game. And Andre Ayu got a shot. I think he put it on target, but Pickford's able to make the save. Um, this podcast is a uh, this we we some we some fanboys of Pickford a little bit on this podcast. He he does make some good saves every once in a while. He really does. Oh yeah, he's one of What'd the you best. say? He's one of the best. Yeah, yeah. I was saying, I you yeah. have some bad luck. I you, I yeah. this dude, he's having a rough couple of weeks, like because he's just like these should be goals. Like it's just like this dude just can't catch a break. <laughs> I yeah, yeah. actually makes me laugh watching him. So at times it's like, man, because I'm pretty sure you're really good. Like most people, every time I see you play, <laughs> but you, you always... but you're not about to get a goal, bro. You're just not. <laughs> um. So uh, Gallagher. Uh, so I guess we can skip to this. Uh, Ron, this is what 41 minute right before the half. Yeah. So right mm-hmm. before the half, Gallagher scores off a um, good ball from IU. Mm-hmm. Kind of makes up for a great pass by him. Um, this was a Gray making a terrible pass back. Um, that, uh, uh, I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned that. Gray absolutely sold Coleman short, like tried to play a back pass to him, and it really went nowhere near Coleman. Got intercepted. A little bit of footwork from IU, and then laid it off to Gallagher. And I was like, I can't score a goal, but let me go ahead and set one up. (laughs) Um, And I think you got to give credit to Gallagher on the finish because he doesn't hesitate. He gets in good position and just hits it first time and goalie can't get there. Yep. Not even, not even, not even Pickford can get there. (laughs) So basically the first half goes the way it goes, kind of mostly. Uh, actually, a lot of back and forth in this one. Not, but Gray was really, really, really quiet and absent at times. Um, not sure what happened with him this game. Second half comes along, and uh, they score again um, around the 62 minute mark. Um, who was this that scores this one? Um, here. Oh, this is a oh, this is one of those plays, and I t- I've talked about this before where the defense doesn't have somebody on the post. Corner comes in, uh, ball comes in, and this guy's just sitting there waiting for a tap in and gets a tap in. Um, Yep. And it, it, yep, yep, yep. Tompkins is tapping. Yep, Tompkins is tapping. That never happens if you just put somebody on that far goal post. That play could never happen. That never happens. And a lot of teams don't do it. And they just – and I've watched this happen over and over again. It's giving up easy opportunities, yeah. Yeah, I do want to say, like, I think before that goal happened, I think there was a questionable, like, non-call. And it kind of led to that. Obviously – it was from a corner, so they had time to regroup and everything. But 
those kind of momentum swings are always huge where you don't get a call and you think you should get a call and then it leads to a corner and then you get scored on and Everton kind of hurt themselves there, kind of hurt themselves. I mean, Crystal Palace played well, but Everton was just, I don't know, they just had a poor outing and didn't didn't make it hard for Crystal Palace, I would say. Didn't make it hard. So um, it's 2-0 at that point. Um, but mm-hmm. shortly after, um, our boy makes a play. Drew, Drew's boy, Ron Dine, man. I couldn't wait to talk about Drew's boy, Ron Dine. Loves that dude. Uh, but nah, they, they play a nice ball into him. I think, I don't remember who plays the ball in, but they played a nice ball into him, and he had good position in the box, like back to goal. And uh, he immediately finds DeCorey, which is smart on him because DeCorey's a great player. Uh, DeCorey doesn't really hit it clean. I think it gets blocked and it just kind of falls into Rondon's path and he just gets there first. Yep. It's a ricochet. Finally makes play. Haven't seen him make a play a long time. So. And it was such a great, it wasn't even the finish that was the impressive thing. The only impressive thing was, was it controlling that pass and getting that ball to DeCorey like that off that one touch. Like that's that's the best thing. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the that was the good part of the game, and I mean, it doesn't lead right to the goal, but it leads to them getting the goal. So yeah, that that was some that was some good play from Ronda. After that pass, he deserved an assist or a goal. Said, definitely, yeah, definitely. Yep. You know, so, um, so then it almost gets tied up like right after this, but then their goalie makes a great save, um, and then. And then um, the, the moment of the match happens. Uh, <laughs> um, my boy Gallagher uh, kind of just ball kind of finds him a little bit in the middle of the field, you know, right above, um, even though this is above the little half circle above the box. And mm-hmm. puts in a, a, a ball that's like, even Pickford can't say this. Like it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't of course, think, I still doesn't make any sense to me because scientifically, like you know, that ball supposed to hit the post. And, you know, it dips, yeah, it dips, bro. It, it got some dip on it at the end. Like it's, it's a beautiful strike. It's a beautiful strike. Um, I think Pickford actually gets a lot of criticism because he's a sh- he's short for a goalkeeper, and he doesn't have super long arms. So it's it's one of those things where. Whenever something like that goes in, everybody's like, well, maybe if he was a little taller, like he would have saved that. But this shot was hit, I think, perfect. And I don't think any goalies get into it. And hopefully Gallagher keeps playing like this and he can come back to Chelsea and do his thing. Yeah. Because he balled out. He's I think I think it's I think it's a unanimous uh man of the match for that one. I don't think there's any argument. <laughs> Gallagher did his thing. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the, our last game. Good boy. <clears throat> All right, my boys. My boys have not been in excellent form lately. Um, not going to lie. Like, I'm not really going to blame it on anything, but what I've found out over these past couple of weeks of us not playing that great is that our midfield, when we played a formation that we 
play right now is so important. And the Jorginho injuries that he's dealing with right now, Kovacic being out, Conte being out, Chalaba being out because he can even slip into that midfield. Those are huge injuries for us. Like, yeah, Ben Chilwell being out is tough because he's he's not even a great defender, but he's he's a great defender when you compare him to Marcus Alonso at least. Like that defensive side hurts us, but if you watch our games back and the goals that were given up, like they're coming because our midfield is literally giving the ball away and it's leading to the other team like getting an attack on us. Like I can't say that we're defending poorly because teams aren't like just getting the ball and just kind of going at our defense. I feel like to get goals, I feel like it's our midfielders giving the ball away and then them running in transition on us. But anyway, in this game, um, early on, we're, we're attacking kind of like with our width and everything and our wing backs, which is usually how we like to attack. Uh, early on, Melier actually does really well and blocks a cross, I think, and makes a save early on. So he he started off the game really well, the Leeds goalkeeper. Um, the first big part of the game is when Dan James is in the box, and I mentioned it before that Marcus Alonso isn't a great defender, and he – it's just a terrible tackle. Like, it's just a terrible tackle. I think Dan James isn't one that's known to even score that many goals. So it's like, do you have to challenge him? Yes. Do you have to go to ground? No, you don't have to go to ground, man. Stay on your feet, force him to his right foot. I mean, force him to his left foot and see what he can do. Like, we got a good goalie. We got good center backs. Like, force him to your help and stay on your feet. But he goes down. It's a clear penalty to me. Like I watched it and I'm like, yeah, there's, they're, they're not calling that back. Like, I don't know why you're arguing Marcus Alonso. He fouled him. So they get their penalty. Leeds and Chelsea apparently are like kind of heated kind of rivalry apparently because this game was hostile all the way through. Um, so Rafinha scores his goal and then he's basically taunting the fans and everything like that. Um, but it doesn't take long and this is part of the reason that for me, Lukaku has to kind of like fight his way back into the lineup because when Lukaku's not playing well, like he doesn't help the team at all, if that makes any sense. Um, the way I explain it is because Kai, Kai can have a bad game, but he still impacts the game because he will press and he'll make it hard for another team to get the ball out of the back. Lukaku doesn't press. So if Lukaku's having a bad game, like he's irrelevant to our game. So I think this first goal, I think it comes from our team pressing and then Alonzo gets an interception. Alonzo also plays in a beautiful cross after getting the ball back from, I think like Timo or somebody like that, plays in a beautiful cross and Mason Mountain just cleans it up and finishes it with his left foot. Great finish off his left. Got to give him credit for it. Um, and a great ball in from Alonzo, and we're up and moving again, and we look good, and it 
it didn't come off us being super creative. It just came off us pressing and winning the ball back up high, which the no look, the no look between the defender's legs pass by Lado is like it's wild. Yeah, it's a great finish though because obviously you can finish that with your left. Um, yep. Um, yep. With no touch. Yeah, but the ball is literally perfect. You should, as a professional soccer player, you should in the best league. You should be able to make that play. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. when the, the goalie does, is and he not does. even in position. Like that goalie yeah, showing he was. too much of the. You know, he's showing the defender. I mean, the offensive player way too much of his rights. Yeah. So that yeah. he had, he's he's had a decent game. He had a decent game too. But right there, like yeah, he just gave Mason Mount that goal, and we appreciate it. We, we definitely appreciate it. Um, Kai ends up getting an opportunity not too long after that, and Melier saves it. Uh, I don't know if there was a whole lot more he could do. I don't think he had a great angle, so he just kind of had to shoot, and Melier made the save. Um, so I, ha- I have to say that we were pretty fortunate on that first penalty. I think there was contact. But I think he did kind of get the ball first. And this comes from Rudiger just kind of getting the ball like he's a winger, basically. And There's no- just try, trying to protect it. But Rafinha just kind of like dives in and maybe he gets some contact, but it looks like he got the ball. So I'm going to say we were fortunate to get that penalty. Sorry, you were fortunate, but that play was completely unnecessary. Yeah, yeah no that's, to- I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you got the same opinion. And- and I'm glad you had the same opinion as me because, no, reason because no, absolutely no reason. Absolutely no reason. And it's one of the things I love about Rudiger is he gets in the players' heads and he forces them to make mistakes like that, I swear. Because, like, first off, how many goals has Rudiger scored this season with his feet? Probably none. He takes he takes shots and they actually look good. But how many has he actually scored with his feet? None. The one big chance that he got with his feet, he skied it over the net. So he's not really a threat to score with his feet. So why are you slide tackling to like get the ball Ronaldo. from this man? <laughs> like he's like he's Ronaldo or anybody that's just a consistent Wild. scorer. So so for me, it's like, okay, did we get fortunate to get that penalty? Yes. Is Rafinha an idiot for fouling him or even like slide tackling? Yes, absolutely. Stupid, stupid because tax. he's not. It's just yeah. It's just dumb. It's just like you got you gave us that penalty because you're just dumb, and that's what you get for celebrating like crazy when you scored that penalty. So anyway, we get that penalty, and Jorginho puts it away, which is which is good on him because I mean he hasn't had the best streak of penalties, but he was able to put that one away. Um. So. Then we continue to play on, holding on to our lead for a little bit. But later in the game, leads are able to get an equalizer. And it kind of comes, I think, from Hudson Adore. I think Hudson Adore lost the ball, and he kind of assumed it was a foul. Um, so he slowed down. I think I think our team slowed down a little bit. But as you can see, they did get back into position. So we could have just defended it better. Um, but we gave them enough of an advantage to get, I think, Tyler Roberts down the wing, and he crosses it in, and then one of their subs come in and scores. And great, it was a good goal. Great build-up. Great yes. build-up. Perfectly yeah. timed runs. 
Yep. Um, it was they just had a, a moment of just perfect execution on that. That was yeah, yeah. There was nothing you could do because the finish was perfect too. Because if the finish wasn't as nice as it was, Mindy could make the save, but there was no save in that. Like perfect, perfect ball in, perfect finish. Like I'll, I'll give them credit for that goal. Um, but then that man again, Rudiger. Don't even know what he's doing in an opponent's box, but he uh, gets a ball played into his feet. And it's it's honestly it the same story. It's honestly the same story because there's no there's no need. He's he's not even facing the goal, and he's a center back who hasn't scored with his feet. So it's one of those things where it's like, why are you diving into a tackle to try to get the ball from him? Like, you have your point, which is more than what you expect to get from Chelsea. Like, let him have the ball there. What is he going to do? You know what I mean? Like, the, why are you fouling him? Why are you yeah. even risking a foul? He's got the – Let him have the ball. The, uh, <laughs> the NBA comparison would be like, um, you know, that, uh, what the, is it Solomon Hill? I think it's okay. Solomon Hill. He's like just one of those um, super annoying, uh, you know, Patrick Beverly type of players. Yeah, yeah. That, that just get in your head. That's gonna cause and a reaction. Yeah, you're gonna get a reaction. And it's, like, they do stupid stuff because you are frustrated. He he's he's the master of the mind games. He's the master of the mind games out there. Is is what you can call him because he gets into players' heads. Like you can see him smiling when he went down for the penalty, and that's what you knew. It's like yeah, he just got into. He just got this dude. He just got him. Like simple as that. This man won us two penalties. He was. He was my player of the game for sure because, I mean, he, he won the two penalties. Like, he always defends well. He pretty much got to do extra defending because he got Marcus Alonso out there on his side now. And it's like, yeah, I mean, we don't we don't win the game without him getting those two penalties. So, got to take it. The rolling on the ground is probably a little unnecessary for the first one. But, hey, you got to sell it. Yeah, even though <laughs> – even though he was relatively quiet, I like I love to see uh, Aspie back in there playing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, I, I always got to nice. mention that. Just got to mention. Always that. nice. That's my guy. That's my guy. Um. So for me, um, that's all I had on this one. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. you can get it to your takeaways. I'll give you my man of the match. I'm gonna give it to Jorginho. Um, Jorginho. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though he's he scored all penalties, they were actually really good penalties. Oh yeah, he, he's nice with his he's nice with his penalties. He's nice with them. I've seen too many people um, screw it up. There's like I got penalties aren't just gifts. Like, yeah, yeah, and I I've talked about Jorginho on the pod before, and he's he he might be one of the most underrated players out there because it it took us getting too many injuries in midfield including him to realize how important he was because there was a game where we played Saul and uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek and I think that's the worst game I've seen Chelsea play in multiple years and it's just like y'all are just not good enough to play in this midfield together I don't know what it is I don't know if you're nervous Saul looked nervous like he didn't want to keep the ball like he wanted to give the ball away as soon as he got it every single time and if he couldn't find somebody to pass it to, he just passed it to the other team. Like he just looked he just looked out of place. He's never I don't think he's ever recovered from the first terrible game that he had for us. 
And I don't know if we just need to play him at a different position or he just needs to go, but I would be surprised if he was on the move in January and Gallagher came back in. But um, takeaways for me is I just hope Tuchel sees the game the same way I see it and tries to fix the midfield balance. Because if we fix the midfield balance, we'll be fine. But right now we're just giving the ball away in that midfield too much and it's just causing so much stress on our defense that we're just not able to cope with. And we're giving up goals, man, and we're not used to giving up goals. Mindy was clean sheet after clean sheet after clean sheet. So we gotta get back to back to our solid defensive record. Another shout out to Tiago Silva though, because this man is just ridiculous. I don't even remember if he played this game, but he's just having a crazy good season. Yes. So good. He's so good, man. He's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I'm both pretty much on both, you know, both ends. So two so he's a complete player. Yeah, he's, he's a good one. Veteran, sure. All right. Yes. So Final season takeaways for you. You're good. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. Just all right. we gotta get some healthy midfielders or just figure out a different balance and move on. Keep going, keep pushing. All right. Well, y'all obviously y'all still in it and y'all have a chance of winning both the Premier League and the Champions League, maybe some of these other competitions. So yep. you know. Still in good shape. Uh, Lukaku is probably going to be the key for y'all. If he gets back in shape, and or we'll see, man. I hope so. Form, you can make y'all a different team. So we'll see. And pull a sick as well. Some other players figure it out. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to go to break, final break, and then we'll do a last little bit and we'll be done. All right, we're back, bro. It's good. So, overall weekend takeaways. Um, overall, I would say at least from the for the games we covered, um, I like, I like the look of Connor Ga- Connor Gallagher, of course. Um. He's going to be my shout out for the week. He had an excellent game and I just think he's just always picking up good spots and not afraid to shoot. Um, Be interesting. Like I love to see him back at Chelsea, but I think it just depends on our injuries and how many people get back healthy. Cause I do want to see him back at Chelsea, but I also want to see him play and I don't want everybody to come healthy and he just doesn't play at all. Like, I, I think he needs the playing time to keep improving. Um, and I can't go a week without mentioning Salah because um, he's just still elite. Uh, Jimenez, you let me down. Disappointed. But come back stronger. <laughs> uh, I didn't say anything about – oh, yeah, I did say something about Chelsea, man. We just need a little balance in the midfield. That's it. That's it. And – and other than that, Man City is just looking scary. They are looking scary good, and they need to calm down. They need to sit down somewhere. 
Hey, yeah, we're, so we're in great form. Um, uh, the seven zero beatdown was crazy to get the rewatch. Um, um, so I feel good about where we're at. Um, let's keep going along. KDB's healthy. Um, Greeley's got some things to figure out. He's probably the only one that's got to figure some things out right now. Him and um, I would say Sterling's got to keep this up, or he won't be playing. And Jesus got to be consistent on that right side so we don't have to play Mares. And because um, the middle is – we're stacked in the middle. We're good there. Our defense has always been solid. So you look good. We're in, we're in, we're in rare form right now. So I'm – and we got a good draw, so in, in the Champions League. <laughs> uh, looks good all around. Um, I didn't think we were going to do predictions, but I just looked up some games, so I guess we could do some predictions. Mm-hmm. So, for y'all, y'all actually play tomorrow. Y'all play Everton. Hmm. I like us. I like us against. I like us against Everton. Um, I'm going to go with a 2 nil. Um, I think Mason Mount's going to score another goal. He's been on fire for us. And I think Timo will actually get one. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go 2-0. And we finally pick up a clean sheet. Jorginho's going to have to play for us to get that clean sheet and whoever else he wants to put in midfield. But, but yeah, I think it's I think it's about time we picked up another clean sheet, and I think Everton's the team to play against. And Rudiger and Thiago Silva gonna hold it down in the back. All right. So, what's your uh, thoughts about the uh, game in uh, Wolverhampton on Sunday? Who they got? Y'all play the Wolves. Oh, we play the Wolves Sunday. Yep. Dang. Why we got it? Well, Wolves look good, man. Wolves look good. They gave y'all they gave y'all a game, so they definitely they definitely got something about them. Um, I think they play. Let's see. You got to get a point and a half in this game, so that's what they got us get a point and a half. Yeah. So. But, well, I think. I think it's I I think it's another two zero honestly I, I like I like us winning two zero because I like us getting an early goal from a corner and I like us getting a goal off a counter if Timo's playing it might not be Timo that scores but he'll be like the main threat after we go and go go and goal up because we like to start off pretty strong get crosses into the box and win some corners so if we get that early goal we're usually good at keeping the lead. And that causes us other teams to push. So Wolves will push some players forward and we'll get in behind them. So, yeah, I got two two nils in our future. Why not? <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right. And we got um, Newcastle. Ooh. I mean. They haven't won the game all season. <laughs> yeah, they're awful. <laughs> um, we're going to blow them out. This is going to be a 3-0. And, okay. I got, and I got uh, – I'll say Grealish finally scores 
again, I guess again. Bernardo Silva. <laughs> um, and Foden. Oh, okay. And I'm going to say, matter of fact, I'm going to say Foden, Grealish, and a sub. Let me think. Who, who would come in? Hey, uh, no, nah, it's going to be a blowout, blowout, so I don't think Fernandino would play. Um, Cole, Cole, Cole Palmer comes in. Yeah. Okay. Our third, our third one. Okay. Young boy. So, yeah, this will be a, this will be a fun, unrelaxed, you know, not even worried about anything. And that ended the seven zero game was huge for us from a goal differential standpoint. Yeah. We caught up to Liverpool like two, two or so goals behind them. So, yeah, feeling good, feeling good. Um. So that is it for us, man. Um, we'll talk about the Champions League in on the next on the next one. Yes, sir. We give y'all some updates on that. Um, mm-hmm. We're both looking pretty all right in that one. So uh, that's about it for us for this one, bro. One, bro. All right, bro. One. <laughs>